Next on BYU Sports Nation, a trip to New York City on the line for Cougar Hoops with the health of BYU senior star in question. ESPN's Roxy Bernstein will call the game tonight. He joins us live in Studio B to preview the quarterfinal matchup with Creighton, plus BYU's pure hitter, Colton Shaver, repping 24th-ranked BYU, and four-time WCC Pitcher of the Week, McKenna Bull, in for some karma. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, I was taking that over. That was a nice ad-lib on your part. Well, I just heard it 600 times. You're a seasoned veteran, Jerem. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. It's great to be back. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, March 22nd, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man you've already heard from, Jerem Jordan. And oh, by the way, he could single-handedly keep McDonald's in the breakfast business. Mm, I do love McDonald's breakfast. What's your go-to there? Sausage burrito. Sausage burrito? Yeah, because it's cheap. Have you had the oatmeal, the fruit and oatmeal? Yeah, but I can make oatmeal. Totally different. Really. We're getting two thumbs up from our camera operator, Atlanta Tilly. She loves the oatmeal, apparently. The fruit and oatmeal is the way to go. Absolutely. I can make my own oatmeal, though. It won't be as good, though. It won't be as good. I know, but oatmeal is literally the easiest thing to make in the world. You can make your own sausage burrito, too. You put water in it and put it in the microwave. That is the easiest thing ever. Where are you going to get all the fresh fruit cut up? I don't the fresh fruit angle, yes. Yes. I'll just pick a banana down from a tree or something. In Provo. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say in your yard. In Springville. In Springville, Utah. Good grief. Uh, hey, did I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you over the weekend, man. What's up? How was your weekend? Oh, I was sick. I know. And BYU volleyball lost. You gonna be okay? So, uh, yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. But there was a certain team named Gonzaga that got to the sweet sixteen. I saw that. I was so happy for him. I really was. I, I watched the whole HBO series on Gonzaga, and I'm an even bigger respecter of Gonzaga than I was before. Um, I get why Jesse Wade from Davis High in Utah LDS in the same mission as T.J. Haas went to Gonzaga. Like That's going to be a fun matchup, right, with T.J. Haas and Lyon, France. You know, uh, It'll be good. I, I'm so happy that the WCC can be repped, that Gonzaga, who has two NBA draft picks on their team, Got to, that those guards finally played really well, you know, down the stretch of the season and got in. I'm so happy for him. I want to hate Gonzaga. I'll be honest. I want to hate them. I have no reason to do so. Why do you want to? Because they're a rival. They're the, they're the team to beat. Yet it's like this healthy respect that kind of makes me sick <laughs> with them. I don't know what it is. Like, I, they're never going to be Utah, right? Oh. But it's like, kind of like Boise State in football. Like, like I, wa- I want to dislike Boise State in football. Because they're kind of the goal. You want to take them down. You know who has zero issue rooting against Utah? <laughs> Nick Emery. You know, any WCC team I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheer for, you know, and uh, I'm going to cheer for 100%. And whoever's, I mean, playing Utah, I'm going to cheer for the opposite. Double whammy. It was Nick- a WCC team playing against Utah. Nick Emery is an American hero, a true American hero, as random, for wearing the long sleeves. As random Twitter guy observed, <laughs> I love Nick Emery platonically. Oh, I sent out a BYUSN poll yesterday. 
uh, asking, like, what's the number one reason to be giddy on a Monday? Thinking that, and I gave the option of Gonzaga getting the Sweet 16. The Batman Superman is this week? Oh. That it's this week? Okay, I'm you, so excited. You, That's the one thing I'm You and your 7%, yes. In the 7%, okay. I didn't put that option out there. But only 13% chose Gonzaga beating Utah to get to the Sweet 16. I thought there would be more than that. Well, if you had tweeted out Saturday, it would have dominated. True. But I allowed the week. It was on a Monday, though. The question was about being happy on a Monday. Yeah. What was the what was the winner? Forty-two percent BYU, one win away from New York City. Nice. Which can happen tonight. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines: Senior Night Part Two in the Marriott Center, NIT Quarterfinals, nine Eastern on ESPN and BYU Radio. Kyle Collinsworth has the flu. He is reportedly questionable. Jerem has a question about that questionable statement ESPN play-by-play Roxy Bernstein will join us in 15 minutes to preview that game the American football team wrapped up spring practice number 10 in the indoor practice facility the spring game is Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for Eastern time we will be live at 6 Eastern time with a spring special featuring highlights and reaction from the game Kalani Sutaki and others will join us on the show so check that out Saturday 6 Eastern time the American football team yeah the American football as in team USA (laughs) yeah No, as in American football. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, it's supposed to snow Saturday morning. Bring it on, man. We're doing a show outside. Let's go. It's springtime in Utah. <laughs> like, we shouldn't it's be surprised at this Classic point. Utah spring. It's warm. No, it's not. The baseball team ranked in three different polls and as high as number 24. Colton Shaver joins us at the bottom of the hour. That dude is unbelievable right now. I can't wait to chat with him. Softball pitcher McKenna Bull. She's been amazing as well. She's the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Again, fourth time this year. After a no-no last week. Today, the Cougars' home opener is at 7 Eastern against Utah Valley. Watch it on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton on the call. McKenna Bull will join us in 40 minutes. Loaded show. And whether you prefer fruit and oatmeal or a sausage burrito, let's all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Pacing for New York City. BYU seeking a bid to the NIT Final Four. You got to beat the Creighton Blue Jays first. Quarterfinals tonight, as we just mentioned, Marriott Center, 9 Eastern, ESPN, BYU Radio, Roxy Bernstein calling tonight's game. He'll join us shortly. Senior night part two for the three BYU seniors Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, and Nate Austin. Now, the obvious question hovering over this game for BYU is what can BYU really expect from Kyle Collinsworth, who has the flu? Dave Rose had this to say yesterday. If he feels good enough, we'll obviously have him go. If, if not, then um, hopefully the, you know, the rest of the guys can, can handle it. Jerem, is he going to play? Why wouldn't Kyle Collinsworth play tonight? I know he's sick, but this is the last game in the Marriott Center for Kyle Collinsworth. Why wouldn't he play in this game? I can... Think of very few situations or scenarios where Kyle Collinsworth wouldn't play tonight. Now, how effective is he? How long can he play? Those are different questions. Trust me, I will be shocked if he does not show up ready to go tonight and starts for BYU. Your opinion, Why wouldn't he play? Your opinion is the same as one Dr. Nick Emery. <laughs> He's playing for sure. Yeah, Kyle's a tough guy. Even if he was sick, he'll, he'll play through it. <laughs> That's Dr. Nick Emery. The yes. expert opinion is out. Okay, a teammate knows and he's his talking was, to Kyle. He's yeah. hearing things. He's he knows he's going to play. His his uh, doctorate was signed by Brandon Taylor, by the way. Just FYI, <laughs> little known fact. 
Nick Emery knows what's up. Kyle Collins is going to play tonight. He uh, had an IV, you know, a bunch to try and yesterday to try and uh, help him with the flu. He sat out practice. He's resting up so that he can play. And I did the same. Terry Nashville called me soft, uh, called me scared. I like Kyle Collins where it sat out yesterday getting ready for game day against Creighton. Everybody okay? needs a Ferris okay? Bueller's day off, right, Jerem? Those I do like 20 of those during the summer, dude. <laughs> now is not the time. Now the questions you legit. bring up that that are on the table for sure are, are how much will Kyle play? Is it going to be 20 minutes? These are, th- this next segment is called rhetorical questions. 15 minutes, 25 minutes, and what can BYU really expect from him? What should BYU really expect from him? Which brings us to today's Twitter question. We are now done with the rhetorical question part of the segment. With Collinsworth less than 100%, who needs to step up to lead BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN win at France and Joshua. We need at air underscore Lars one. That is Zach Sellers to step it up. If he can produce 15 plus points, the rest of the team, Fisher and Emery, will do the rest. Use the hashtag BYUSN win. Is there one guy in your mind that you feel needs to step up more than any other? Mine's off the board because I've, uh, I, I, the easy answer is like, okay, more from Chase Fisher, more from Nick Emery, Zach Sellers, I get. Mine is Kyle Davis, and here's why. Wow. In the past nine games, he's only averaging eight and five. Eight and five. How about that gets up to like 14 and eight tonight? I know that Creighton, I, here's how much I care about the NIT. I can't tell you a single dude's name on Creighton. I don't care. But I'm showing up at the game. I'm excited about it. This isn't a pregame show, right? It's a sports talk show. So I don't need to know the name of the individuals on Creighton in the NIT, okay? And I still haven't watched any of the NIT games, not with BYU in them, by the way. Creighton, if Kyle Davis can uh, help get some easy buckets underneath, that alleviates the pressure to not have uh, freshman, but basically sophomore Nick Emery to step up. Chase Fisher has been good, but the last parts of the games, he has been great, scoring like the last 10-plus points for BYU several times. To me, it's Kyle Davis. A little more in the NIT, 9-6.5. and six and a half. How about that gets up to 12 or 14 and uh, say 8? To me, that would be helpful. For me, it's not just one guy. Immediately when I heard that Kyle was sick, I, the first thought I had is, BYU needs to make three-pointers to take pressure off of Kyle, feeling like he needs to drive to the basket. Because BYU, when he's healthy, has a hard time running the offense when it's solely on Kyle's shoulders. And I know he's a distributor and so many things go through him. But if he can rely on the guys shooting, and I'm talking an insane percentage, like maybe 38% as a team from the three-point line, BYU's been pretty successful. I'll take 35. In their high, mid to high 30s. Like they, they win a lot of basketball games because they're, they're volume shooting from three point, the three-point line. I just think guys got to make three. So whether it's Zach Sayas, Chase Fisher, or Nick Emery, or Kyle Davis has been known to step out and hit a three or two, they just need to make three-pointers to take pressure off of Kyle so he doesn't feel like I've got to get to the hoop and I've got to be the major distributor tonight. Yeah, BYU's at its best when it's up and down, too. And Kyle Collinsworth, as the point forward, is the guy that's leading that charge. So you would think that transition buckets are going to be harder to find if he is sick and can't go to the same degree. I hate when people bring up Michael Jordan's performance in game five of, what is it, 97, as like the game associated with, oh, you're sick. He's with got- the flu. That's the greatest outlier in sickness of all time. I mean, what's your regular performance? Like, I've skipped church for less. And then uh, Kyle Collinsworth has, or Michael Jordan has 45 or whatever in that game. He's sick. I I don't expect a ton from him tonight. I I expect him to play. But you're right. The burden doesn't fall on one single individual. But I think that Kyle Davis needs to show up a little more. Early in the season, he was a nice piece for BYU. 
as they uh, developed guys like Nick Emery and Zach Sellius. Now Emery and Sellius are keys to BYU winning. They really are. They're the number two and three tonight if Kyle Collinsworth isn't there. And uh, Sellius has been good. He's been about 10 a game the last, like, seven. So if he can keep that up or get a little more, that's great. I bet you Chase Fisher feels a lot of pressure, though, tonight. It also helps when Chase Fisher is averaging 25.5 points a game through the NIT games, and he's been the most consistent scorer. Terry Nashville kept referencing that yesterday. Consistency. Chase's best weapon this year has been his consistency. He finds a way. Even though he starts slow, he'll bring it around. He's finished great. he's finishing really strong. I think in both NIT games, he scored like the last 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever for BYU in each game, which is a little crazy. Which is, I bet you Chase walks in tonight and he goes, okay, if Kyle's not in there, because this is Chase and Kyle's team. I know Nate's a senior. Nate's gravy this year. He wasn't even supposed to be on the team. He's not on scholarship. Like, it's awesome that he's here. But the two leaders on this team are Chase Fisher and Nick Emery. So Chase is probably going, oh, gee, I, I, I've got to score 25 again tonight. Nick Emery, I bet you, feels that pressure. I bet you Zach Selyus feels a little pressure as well. You know what else I think will play a factor tonight? And I took some trash for this earlier today. You always do. From an unnamed source, you know who you are. <laughs> about, I don't know who you're referencing. About the crowd playing a factor tonight for BYU. Oh, the, listen, I showed up after the men's volleyball match Friday Aww. night, and the crowd was a huge factor in that game. They were so loud. They were so loud. And it's an NIT game, and it is not full. Tonight, by the way, there are only upper benches left. Tonight. Yeah, they are expecting... It, it is going to be packed. If it's not a sellout, it'll be close to a sellout. Which is fantastic. Who sells out an NIT game? That's crazy. Maybe BYU does it. But I think, honestly, and I'm dead serious, the crowd, when your star player is sick, like you can have an influence on your team. Like BYU needs any and every advantage they can get. Anyway, Kyle's not healthy. How much are you going to get out of him? Like the crowd plays a role in Provo, Utah, and this it is does. A, and this is a big test, and it's and it's great. Listen, making making the NCAA tournament is the goal, but BYU has embraced the NIT, and it's been fun to watch them do this because you you have an ACC team come in here, and then you have a Big East team come in here. Creighton's a quality program, and remember BYU played Creighton a couple years ago on the road, and that was a tough game. Brandon Davies maybe finest moment. Ever, uh, Kyle Collinsworth was a freshman in that game, so it's going to be fun, and it and it's fun that it's on the mothership. It's on ESPN tonight, straight up ESPN it's a Tuesday night, nine Eastern. So you get you get a chance to kind of own the night, as we've talked about. This is a big game for BYU. If BYU beats Creighton tonight, that would make three RPI top one hundred wins in two weeks in the NIT. So That's BYU could get into the second NCAA tournament that's going to be played in May. Absolutely. That is brand new. <laughs> Just pointing out that they're quality I know, wins. I know. These are These are pretty good teams that BYU was matched up against oh. and beating. Oh, yeah. When you get to this point in the NIT, these are quality games for sure. Up next... Colton Shaver of BYU Baseball and why he's more than just a home run hitter, but not before ESPN's Roxy Bernstein's back with us. Why Triple Double is part of his rake. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. You can always use the hashtag BYUSN. A trip to New York's on the line for BYU, a chance to play in Madison Square Garden. That's pretty cool. If BYU wins the NIT quarterfinals tonight, the game is against Creighton. It's at 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio. You can watch it on ESPN. Twitter question today with Kyle Collinsworth less than 100%. Who needs to step up to lead BYU? Davin Gwynn. At BYU Call says everyone. We rarely win (laughs) if it comes down to an individual player stepping up. 
Yeah, replacing Kyle Collinsworth. Yeah. It's an interesting question because we haven't really BYU's benefited from not having, you know, major injury or major sickness this season to a great degree. Joining us now in Studio B, our good friend Roxy Bernstein, ESPN play by play specialist. He'll call the game tonight on ESPN, nine Eastern, seven mountain time. And he even got a shout out from Creighton coach Greg McDermott on the show yesterday. Listen to this. I'm hoping B- BYU fans will just stay home and watch it on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> game and, and you know Roxy Bernstein, Bernstein so I think it'll be a, a great broadcast so I don't think there's any need to show up I just watch it at home. Roxy how many BYU fans do you think will take Coach McDermott's advice? I, I think my bosses would approve of the endorsement <laughs> from Coach McDermott but I, I don't think many people around Provo are going to adhere to his uh, viewing habits for this evening. I think that it's going to be rocking. It's going to be awesome. Somebody's going to the NIT Final Four tonight in a trip to Madison Square Garden in New York, and I think the fans are they're going to show up. They're loyal. They're passionate. They've had two really good crowds for the first couple of games here, and I think it's going to be just absolutely off the hook tonight. Yeah, it's weird because you have senior night, what, two and a half weeks ago or whatever, and then you kind of have this senior night again, 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 and now it's official. Kyle Collinsworth, uh, you know. He's playing. Well, Come on. Yeah, yes. of course he yes. is. Why he's going to go for play? a quadruple double if he's sick, okay? <laughs> he's going to add block shots or steals to it tonight. <laughs> yeah, the, why wouldn't he play? You know what I mean? Like, he's, he sat out practice so he could play. Well, okay, if he's sick, okay, does he really need to practice that much this time of the year? Let's be honest. They're not spending that much time on the floor as it is. Most of the practice time now is devoted to film study, game preparation, learning your opponent and a team that BYU is not familiar with in Creighton. The same thing for Creighton. They're not familiar with the Cougars. And that's what they're doing more than anything right now. Okay, getting some shots up and, and just getting loose and getting around some the court. Some crisp bounce passes. I mean, honestly, are they on the floor more than 45 minutes or an hour this time of the year? I doubt it. Yeah, and that's what it is. Okay, and even if he doesn't go through shoot-around today, we'll see in a little bit. Big deal. Okay, so Kyle's less than 100%. You're calling for a quadruple double. Um, <laughs> I'm really putting the pressure on myself. <laughs> but in a, in a funny way, Roxy, it's, BYU fans should be very excited about you calling a BYU game featuring Kyle Collinsworth. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Roxy Bernstein has called five of Kyle Collinsworth's 12 triple doubles. What? That's crazy. Yes. You've called more than anybody else. No, Greg Rebell's called more than anybody else. Oh, okay. On, on, tele- okay. on television. Yeah. Okay. On television. Yeah. It is assumed well, that Greg is at every game. I think, well, Corey Williams also has had five with me, although he had one last week in the NIT. He was, uh, so he was here for one of the first two games. So for, he, actually, so both he, first so two games. No, because I think I had one when I worked with somebody else mm-hmm. on a game. So therefore, we're tied. <laughs> I, I, I'm sticking to my story. How's that? I, I haven't gone through the notes. Yeah. I'm going to have to h- include Kyle Chilton on this conversation. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I believe we are tied for the most television triple doubles. That's bonkers. That should be in the game notes if BYU makes the NIT. Well, or, sorry, the final four. You, you think yeah. Dave Rose will try to squeeze me on the plane somehow and bring me to New York and get yeah. me to call one of I those wouldn't games? put it past I, him. I there are some it. superstitions involved on that team. Coaches are w- very superstitious. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Roxy Bernstein, ESPN play-by-play man with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. I want to get your opinion on the Twitter question. With Kyle less than 100%, Collinsworth that is, is there one specific individual you think needs to step up for BYU or... 
Because for me, it's just like, I don't care who it is. I just think BYU needs to make three-point shots to take some pressure off of Kyle. That's a fair assessment. I mean, okay, the logical answer could be Chase Fisher, could be Emery. I don't think it's really going to fall into anybody, to be honest with you. I think I'm with you. It's a team effort. And this is it's going to be a fun game tonight because both teams like to fill it up. They like to get up and down the court. We're going to see a lot of points. And this is going to be a great, I think, game to be at from a fan standpoint, from a viewer standpoint, to watch it because of the tempo this game is going to be played at. And so with that said, in terms of does anybody need to step up, honestly, it depends on how he's feeling. If... He's feeling, eh, no, nah, I'm okay. Nobody else has to really do more than they're capable of. But if he is really struggling out there and you can see it, maybe it falls on a, a Jordan Chapman to step up tonight. Mm. Who's going to gobble up those minutes if he can't play the 35-plus minutes we're accustomed to seeing him? Zach Selyus, those are two guys that could have to step up if he really is severely under the weather tonight. Yeah, the concern for me is if he's under the weather and his ability to penetrate is kind of gone, that now there's a concern because how are you going to get uh, those three-point looks as easy, that, that kind of thing to me. So I said kind of off the radar, Kyle Davis, who hasn't been a, had as big a role for BYU but could provide uh, some scoring on the inside that hasn't really been there recently. It's true, and I, I don't necessarily think that he's been playing poorly. It's just the way the offense has developed for BYU and this team has evolved and being – a perimeter-oriented team. Yeah, Kyle's there. We need him. Kafusi's come up with some big plays from time to time on the inside. But for the most part, this is a dominant wing shooting team. And the big guys, okay, they get the occasional post-touch and they kick it out. And Kyle's terrific at his role. But when they needed him to go inside and get a bucket, he's as skilled a low-post player, I think, as there is on the West Coast when you look at the guy up the road at Utah is not bad. You look up and down the West Coast, all the great post players. Okay, DeMontis, Sabonis, and Pirtle are probably the two names that come to mind are the best. But Kyle's really good in the low block, and he is, unfortunately, I think, taking a back seat. And he hasn't complained about it. He's done his role, but he's been there when they needed him. You phrased that perfectly, by the way, in reference to that school up north. You didn't even say the name. You didn't even, didn't even reference the school. <laughs> well, again. Perfect for our show. Know your audience. <laughs> All right? Well played. Well played. Any more blue, although that applies for crazy. That's why I can get away with it today. Yeah. Because both teams are blue. One is a little more than I think about those things. You should, yeah. We have to. Oh, we we did a game at uh, Oregon a few weeks ago, Washington and Oregon. And my partner, I'm throwing Corey, the bow tied friend under the bus here. He showed up at the Oregon shoot around and Washington shoot around that morning wearing this huge purple sweatshirt. Corey! <laughs> and Dana Altman's like, What are you doing? What are you wearing? <laughs> and giving him all types of grief. And it was well deserved. You got to know your audience. And also, that's why I tend not to wear red for a game here. Yes. If that's you've a, ever that's noticed a wise, that. wise decision. I think about not only the colors of the teams that are playing. But also the rivals. Yes. So yes. that's a real thing. It is, and I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want anybody upset at my color coordination on television. You've got to keep it. <laughs> it's it's a as real issue. Fan friendly as possible. Yes. It is an issue. Yes. Okay. When Kyle Collinsworth was in high school, cross street at Provo. Okay. Green. Their rival is Timfew, where, okay. where Bronson Kafusi, Corbin Kafusi, right as well, right? Okay. So I wore, I, I was given a green Provo Bulldog tie because we, we used to work, before we did this, we did kind of high school games, whatever. 
So we, I wore an orange shirt with a green tie to, to tempt you and promote. Okay. Both sides hated me. <laughs> I, thought, I, th- I thought that I would somehow neutralize Jared, it. we're blue, Both man. Both were like, hey! We're blue. Yeah. Oh, Twitter can be cruel if you're wearing something that remotely offends somebody. And, my, for example, my good friend Dave Fleming, who works at ESPN, Dave was doing a Cal game on TV. He wore a red tie. Well, Cal's Cardinal. bitter rival is Stanford. <laughs> Dave didn't do it with intent and malice to rile up the Cal fans and upset them. He just wore a red tie because it was the neutrals. Cal was playing. I think they're playing Nevada. And both teams are blue, but he wore red. And then it drew the ire at Cal people to the point where people were writing him complaint letters from the administration <laughs> What's at Cal. What's a letter? Well, I, I'll, well I'll, take you, I'll take you outside and explain to you after. <laughs> we get a letter occasionally. It's fun. Okay, now, now that we've got the wardrobe uh, situation out of the way and cleared up and everybody's on yeah. the same page, yes. okay? Yes. It's not just about the teams playing. It's about rivals as well. BYU and Creighton both wear blue tonight, and they both, as you referenced, Roxy, like to get up and down the floor. Who does that favor more tonight? Well, I think it favors BYU in terms of they're at home, they're in their familiar territory, they know the gym, the fans are going to be behind BYU, and Creighton's got to deal with the altitude. And I don't think that they're used to playing a game at this elevation. So we'll see how they deal with it early because it usually hits teams early and they power through it and the lungs start burning and everything starts going you get a little short of breath it happens up here and you have to deal with it and they're banged up a little bit and we'll see how physically they respond tonight but i think of the pace of the game and it's up and down it's going to favor byu when you talk about one of the top 10 scoring teams in college basketball the West Coast Conference is 6-0 and in the tourney in the NIT. How much stock do you put in that? So you're that? just throwing out the CBI, like Pepperdine doesn't matter anymore. No. Okay. Uh, just the is Vegas- that the tournament they were in? I can't remember. <laughs> I- CIT. Roxy, who cares? The Vegas, um, I don't know. The t- Vegas Somewhere. 16? What, that turned into 8? Did it? Yeah, because they couldn't find 16. Oh, I didn't oh. even know yeah. that. Well, yeah. uh, okay, so how much stock do you put into the big three in the WCC going 6-0 and in the pussies? You know... I'm not a big believer in the postseason record justifies selections or misses, to be honest with you. Amen. Um, I felt St. Mary's deserved to be in at on Selection Sunday. 100%. But they didn't get in, and now they're one step away from going to New York like BYU. They're playing Valpo right before the Cougars tonight. And then with the Pac-12 struggles, for example, in the NCAA tournament, I don't put it on the committee, oh, they got it wrong because seven Pac-12 teams were in and only Oregon still left surviving the first weekend. I don't buy that. It's matchups this time of the year. You are what your record and your resume says you are, who you've played, who you've beaten. And unfortunately for BYU, and we talked about this in Vegas, the eye test told you that BYU was an NCAA tournament team. St. Mary's was an NCAA tournament team. The committee didn't agree. I'm sure there's a few people on the committee that did agree with that assessment, including one of them who happens to be athletic director at BYU. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's more than one person on the committee. Ten. So it's, it's difficult to get that denial on Selection Sunday and deal with a disappointment. Then you have to turn the page and move forward, which St. Mary's has done, which San Diego State has done which BYU has done, but I don't think BYU expected to get in on Selection Sunday. Once they lost to the Zags and the Semis, they figured we're, we're in the NIT. But 
It's all about the NITs who wants to play, who doesn't want their season to end. And these are two teams that clearly don't want their season to end. And that's another reason why I think we're going to get a great game tonight. In the moment, it's really fun. And I couldn't help thinking last night, what if BYU, San Diego State, and St. Mary's were all in the NIT Final Four? Would that not be just, I mean, straight up, Fun, good basketball. And then to stick watch. their tongues out at the committee. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. We told you we deserve to be in. That would be great. West Coast domination, West Coast bias, right? And you were talking about the crowds a little while ago at the NIT. How about the show last night at San Diego State? Oh, it was fantastic. It was awesome. And it was full, it was rocking, and you know it's going to be that way again for their quarterfinal game. And it's, it's great to see the fans respond and show up and support these teams that have earned it because of how well they played, how entertaining their styles are. And it can't be said that every place embraces the NIT like it's been embraced here, like it's been embraced in San Diego. St. Mary's, for example, although it was a really good crowd when they beat Georgia on Sunday, but the first round was like 1,100 people. Oh, man. Now, in that gym, it doesn't seem like it's that small of a crowd because it's a <laughs> Cracker Jack box, McEwen Pavilion. <laughs> but they... <laughs> I think they've been dealing with disappointment year in, year out. And this is nothing new to St. Mary's to be in this predicament where they're sitting on Selection Sunday, feeling they had done enough, should be in, and they don't get in. And, it, okay, Randy Ben has been through this, but these guys, Emmett Nahr, Joe Rahan, et cetera, down the line for the St. Mary's team, they hadn't dealt with it. And I think it took them a while to get over that disappointment. They finally responded, where BYU... I thought they came out in the first two games, and they just kept rolling and playing good basketball like they did at the end of the year because they want to prove that this is a good basketball team and they're playing for a championship. Roxy Bernstein will be on live television tonight for ESPN calling the game between BYU and Creighton. Nine Eastern, seven Mountain. I'm guessing you will not be wearing any red. No. I'm going purple tonight. Purple. Purple. Neutral. Neutral. Exactly. A solid neutral choice. Although somebody will probably send me a message on Twitter, you mix red and blue and you get purple. So <laughs> I'll send that Do you to like you. Weber you. State, Roxy? Yeah, Joel Ballenboy can play a little <laughs> bit, huh? Absolutely. And you did call the Big Sky Championship. I did. Congrats to Randy Ray and his... Unfortunately, Weber State Wildcats lost in the NCAA tournament, but great for them to get back. And they're, they're a fun team to watch. Randy does a great job. I'm just glad we still have a men's basketball team playing basketball in the state of Utah at this point. Right? Oh, come on. I'm, hey, I'm you going there? Really? I'm just saying, I, I'm glad that BYU is still playing basketball. Is anybody in the CIT? Southern Utah? <laughs> oh, that's right. They weren't good. What are, sorry. What, what's that? Roxy. We, Utah State, what? Always fun, Vegas man. 8. Thanks for the time. You got it, guys. <laughs> Up next, Colton Shaver of 24th ranked BYU on why this BYU team is so much improved. But first, McKenna Bull just threw her third career no-hitter. What it goes into the psychology of doing that? Buy me some peanuts and McEwen Pavilion. Oh That's what I learned from Roxy. I love it. <laughs> Welcome back on a Tuesday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision broadcasting live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This Saturday from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, we'll be live at 6 Eastern time to give you full uh, highlights, interviews, reaction from the spring football game. Check it out. This, uh, this Saturday, because today is practice 10. It was in the indoor practice facility. And BYU uh, will practice again later this week, Pro Day, Friday, and then 
Saturday, uh, the spring game. So very exciting. I know a lot of fans are excited about going to that. It's going to be more of a game format than we've seen in the past. Let's see. One, two, three, four days away from the spring football game. And countdown to the Wildcats. 165. 165 days away from BYU, Arizona. Jerem is conserving his voice. <sighs> yeah, I am. <laughs> he's got a long, he's got a in, long day I'm ahead in of third him. gear today, maybe second. 165 days is one less than 166, which it was yesterday, Jerem. Thanks, math major. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <laughs> grateful for that. <laughs> Joining us now, a young lady who has now thrown... Who had to put up with that. Three no-hitters and who endured the countdown <sighs> to like the, the Wildcats. McKenna Bull, BYU star pitcher on the softball team. McKenna, welcome back to Studio B. Thank you. What is it like mentally before the final out of a potential no-hitter? Um, it's always really stressful because you know, okay, this is the out. This is the out that's going to seal the deal. And then this past um, no-hitter that I had, the girl hit a ball that was literally this close to being fair, and I was like, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I was so stressed out. Everyone on my team was like, Ugh. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. But then she got out, so it was okay. What uh, I, I see you in, uh, you know, pitcher of the week in the West Coast Conference. Congrats about that fourth thank time you. this year, no hitter. And I'm not like shocked. Is that a good thing? You think? I mean, because it's... I see you doing your thing. You know. It's good that you're not shocked, but I'm glad that I'm still winning the yeah, Pitcher yeah. of the Week. I love winning Pitcher of the Week. I know there's so much that goes into like the no-hitter and superstitions, especially in baseball. Um, but I want do, do those rules translate over into softball as well? Like, do your teammates not talk to oh. you? Like, is it all applicable there? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Everyone in the dugout's like, shh, we don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. We don't we're even mention it. we're talking about it right now. <laughs> The don't j- say it. Don't say the words no hitter. Just don't say it. Yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> Does that should that apply to broadcast too? Like if you're close to a no hitter, should I just like not say anything? Don't say anything. <laughs> McKenna Bowles having a good game. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> you just stop informing people and playing the superstition. Is is uh you mentioned that you love to get the pitcher of the week. What mm-hmm. kind of validation is that for you and your team? Um, I mean, when I get pitcher of the week it's means I pitched well, which means that I probably helped my team to get some wins. And so as a team, like, it just helps us, like, overall. And I know that I wouldn't be getting pitcher of the week if my team wasn't helping me out there defensively and offensively scoring runs. I don't hit. So I have to rely on my team to score me some runs and score the team some runs so that we can pull out those wins. And I'm going to do all I can to make sure that I get – the win for them. In football, the quarterback's right arm is the most important thing, right, <laughs> on the team. On the softball team, maybe even more, um, because you kind of go with one really good pitcher. You should have a second, but in softball, you can go with the one good pitcher and just ride that. How do you rest your arm throughout the week to make sure that you have, like, maximum energy in that? Like, do you eat left-handed? <laughs> do you write left-handed at all? I mean, those would be really good skills for me to learn. I should definitely try and implement (laughs) that. I'm way too late in informing you about this. (laughs) (laughs) But um, usually Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, when we are doing tournament style, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday games, like they give me the day off 
um, on those days that we don't have games. So I usually just maybe Wednesday I'll throw a little bit, but then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, go, 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 and then break. So that's pretty much how they've been keeping me going this year and trying to make sure that my arm doesn't fall off. You got that posh chair in your apartment. Uh, get that arm <laughs> off. I need it. Ca- the armrest in your car is like decked out with super nice material or I something. I need that. I should tell Coach Eakin that I definitely should. <laughs> that should be supplemented by the scholarship, <laughs> definitely. right? Printed Player of the Week award. <laughs> you know, if you were asked to hit, what would you do? What would you do in that situation? I don't know. I would be probably really scared because... <laughs> I haven't hit since high school, and that was a very long time ago for me. And um, I would definitely be scared. So I you're don't happy? Get not, you're happy? Like I am happy you're out of the in my rotation. position, in my place right now. Just pitcher okay. only. I'm happy right there. Thirty games on the road until you play a home game, which is tonight, seven Eastern on BYU TV. Yeah. Uh, Stay plug, away, snow, please. Plug for us. Um, what's it like to go on the road for so long and then finally get a home game? Oh my gosh, it's so exciting to finally get a home game. I I mean, I love being on the road, but to finally get to be home and to be playing on our home field and not have to fly to get there is <laughs> so great. Can we talk about the weather today? Uh, I'm seeing 40% chance of rain at 5. Yeah, we'll play through the rain. We'll play through it, Let's do definitely. It. It's we worth through... it. When you've waited this long for a home game, it's like, I don't care oh, what sure. the weather is. We played through snow last week, so... That was a blizzard, and I think that we can play through a little oh, rain. Oh, right. Utah, at, the, at Utah, you did do that. It was yes, snowing during the game, right? Oh, yeah. It was it was crazy. That was the hardest snow I've ever played in, and wow. I've been in some snowstorms before. But hopefully tonight doesn't turn to snow. That was a 5-4 win, by the way, against Utah. You've played 10 games against ranked teams out of the 30. I mean, that's that's a loaded schedule. Yeah. Do you prefer that, or do you feel kind of worn out right now? I mean, I prefer the like loaded schedule, I guess. I mean, it prepares <coughs> us for our conference, not only, but the postseason, because in the past few years, we haven't had such a crazy hard schedule, and like now I feel that we are ready for not only our conference, but um, postseason as well. McKenna Bull with us in Studio B, pitching tonight in her home debut. <laughs> 31st game of the season, and it's a home <laughs> debut. Wow. That's how it rolls when uh, you're dealing with snow and uh, rain in, I guess, crazy weather in Utah. We would like you to <coughs> sign our new stretch-wide flag, McKenna. I know you signed oh. our old flag. We have a new flag. Okay. And we'd like to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma if you're cool oh, with that. Oh, I love the BYU Sports Nation karma. Well, see, you know. You've, I know. You've received it before. <laughs> I know. She gets it. <laughs> No explanation necessary. McKenna, thanks. Thank you. Good luck tonight. Thank you. I'm having Up a coughing next. fit right now. You're, uh, Jerem, Jerem's eyes are watering because he's trying to <laughs> cough. <laughs> cough button. Cough, cough. I have been putting it. <laughs> I'm going to give you an elbow. Just so we can end it. Yeah. Okay. More of your tweets coming up. Who needs to step up if it's not Kyle Collinsworth less than 100%? This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you missed an episode of this show live, not to worry. Rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Unfortunately, that coughing fit will be on the rebroadcast as well. It's It's life. Everybody deals with it. It's totally okay. 
Yeah, as R.E.M. said, everybody coughs sometimes <laughs> on national TV. It's a home opener for BYU softball tonight on BYU TV. The Cougars host Utah Valley in the Parkway Collision Series Derby, whatever you call it. First pitch tonight, 7 Eastern on BYU TV. 40% chance of rain. So Yay! hopefully fight through that and play. <laughs> their home debut. It's their 31st game. I they, know. They played 30 games before you come home, and it's rainy. Really? Yeah. Baseball. Uh, was only gone for three weeks. Softball's been gone for five weeks, I think. By the way, isn't it funny that when you're, I mean, because we are in a live radio television situation. <laughs> Excuse me while I cough. When we, when we cough, we're like super embarrassed, even though it's like such a normal thing. It's such a normal thing. Yeah. No, I know. Why? Why? Don't be embarrassed. I have a cough drop in now, by the way. <laughs> I put it in the middle of that. Interview. You should be more embarrassed about that than coughing. Well, well, you were gone. I'm when just da- kidding. You were gone I'm when just Brian Logan and I, I, I offered him a Werther's original, and he threw it off the desk. Right? I was so mean, I was like, Brian. I was like, Hey, what's up with that, man? Hey, what happened? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then he tried it later on the air, and then we did the whip with uh, Werther's original. Yeah, Werther's original, baby. Grandpa, can I have a Werther's I original? Isn't that classic? Like, nobody under 20 gets a Werther's original on their own. <laughs> like, I think it's illegal to buy Werther's original under the age of 21. <laughs> you get ID'd. It's on a certain, it's on a certain, yeah, you get uh, ID'd. Excuse me, sir, can I, can I see some identification? You get ID'd to buy Werther's original. <laughs> You're not over 21. License and registration. You can't buy this, this senior candy. You have a Werther's registration for that. <laughs> How old are you? Our Twitter question today. With Kyle Collins worth less than 100% tonight for BYU basketball, who needs to step up to lead the Cougars? Let's go to some of your tweets. Tweet, tweet. At Wasatch Will, Collinsworth has the flu? I remember when Michael Jordan played with the flu, hashtag 38 points. There it is, Jerem. There it is. Oh, really? Yeah, everyone, why does everyone mention that one? Like, can you think of another one where... I'll tell you one. Hey, that, remember that one time Jimmer Fredette got mono with sophomore and didn't play for a couple of games? Mono didn't a, play. Mono's a little bit different than the flu. I know, but oh, he got sick, so he's got to score a career high. <laughs> that logic is the worst ever. Yeah, Roxy, the worst. Roxy ever. Bernstein jokingly called for a quadruple double yeah, exactly. tonight because Kyle has the flu. By the way, we mentioned that uh, Colton Shaver was going to join us. It uh, looks like we'll get Colton Shaver another day. So there's that. He's still a really good hitter. No one was arguing. Otherwise. I'm just saying he's whether he's here or not. Like it just you know he I would, could be a I better hitter if he's here. I though. would have liked to give him some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yes, but uh, that'll have to wait for another day. They don't need it against LMU. How about San Diego? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, LMU is actually a decent baseball program. Yeah, you're right. I made fun of Pepperdine in front of Sean Olmstead before the men's volleyball match, and then they lost. So. <laughs> Let's not do he that was anymore. Right. I was like, it's Pepperdine. It's okay. He's like, no, no, no. They're good. They're good. <laughs> He was right. <laughs> Hashtag serving. At uh, Family Buzz. This should be the best place for serving. Nick Emery needs to be the guy. He is the only one on the team who could replicate Big Rush of Five's production. I don't know that there's anybody on the team right now that could replicate take, rebounding and assisting the way yeah, Kyle does. I'll take does. false for 500 hours yeah. on that one. But but I, I, get what you, I get what you mean in terms of uh, points, assists, because Nick Emery is not actually a point guard. He looks like a point guard, right? Traditionally, the shortest guy on the team is going to be a point guard, ball handler, uh, high IQ, coach on the court. That's not the case anymore. High motor right? guy. Yeah, that's not the case. Nick Emery is a two, he's a shorter two guard. But guess what? Kevin Pango served kind of the same function for Gonzaga. I think that Nick Emery can be a Kevin Pango's kind of player. Sixteen a game as a freshman's been dynamite. 
to say the least. At D Young nineteen ninety three, Emery needs to stay out of foul trouble, so he's available to run the offense when Collinsworth is on the bench. Again, another plug for Nick Emery needing to step up point guard duties. I don't know how he has much Kyle out a couple of games recently, which is a concern. Yes, that's. Nick Emery cannot get in foul trouble tonight. That's a good point. So whether it's to replace Kyle's point guard minutes because Kyle can, can't play as much or not, like Nick needs to be on the floor because BYU is a better basketball team when Nick Emery is on the floor. Especially if Kyle Collinsworth is limited. I'm, I'm telling you, in any way, like I don't see how Kyle Collinsworth shows up and he's like 90%. I mean, he could play like 90%, but I wonder how he feels, right? Go, plus, plus... He and this has happened a couple times throughout the year, but it doesn't get doesn't get a lot of pub. He kind of tweaked his ankle, I think, after that Friday game. In a moment, you don't notice in the game because he's a warrior. Kellen Winslow thinks he's a warrior, a soldier, or whatever. <laughs> but he he was good in that game, and you don't notice because he fights through that. At that Wiley guy, ninety-one Fisher and Emery are already working hard. Kafusi needs to play some smart ball, strong offense. And careful defense. Now, the, now Creighton has like a big dude that's good or something, mm-hmm. right? So Corbin Kafusi, how about that for analysis? They have a big dude who's good. Pre-game show. <laughs> uh, there's like a guy, and he's on Creighton, and I think he's a big man, and he plays basketball. And he's like tall and has a jump hook, I think. <laughs> he, uh, Corbin Kafusi needs to defend that guy well because he shoots 70% from the field or whatever, which is amazing. Corbin Kafusi staying out of foul trouble. And he, Should I look it up? The dude's I mean, he's, name? He is, a, he is a rim protector for sure for BYU. Is I, it Jeffrey Grissel? Yes, that is correct for 200, Bre- Jerem. Seven-footer, seven breaking down in NIT. Out of Plano, Texas. I know someone from Plano. Who? He's probably rich then. <laughs> You're making rash generalizations no, right now. No, if you know if you know a <laughs> okay. metroplex, you know Plano's okay. got some dough, dude. I've, Everyone in Dallas is like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." I just I can't pin it on one guy. Like I'm I said it earlier, I'm sticking by it. I think BYU as a team they need to make threes. I'm shooting for 38 38%. 38% and BYU runs away with this thing tonight. Mm. The three point I think line. it's going to be a close game all off Friday. <sighs> got to beat the Blue Jays to get to New York City, man. How much is it going to affect him? We'll all find out. I love the I love the rhetorical questioning. Why? The whip's next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Senior night part two in the Merritt Center tonight. NIT quarterfinals, 9 Eastern on ESPN and BYU Radio. Kyle Collinsworth is reportedly questionable. Football. The football team wrapped up practice number 10 in the indoor practice facility about 30 minutes ago. Saturday, the Cougars will have the spring game. Football in Lavelle Edwards Stadium at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time. We will be live at 6 Eastern with a spring special featuring highlights and plenty of reaction from that spring game. Softball. Pitcher McKenna Bull, who joined us earlier on BYU Sports Nation, is the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week after a no-hitter last week. Today, the Cougars' home opener is at 7 Eastern time against Utah Valley on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Baseball. The BYU baseball team is ranked number 24 in the USA Today coaches poll. They are in three polls. They open a series with LMU on Thursday live on BYU TV starting at 8 Eastern. Volleyball drops from number one to number three in the new ABCA coaches poll. Although they were only eight votes away from staying number one, despite a four-set loss to Pepperdine Saturday night. 
Gymnastics. The Cougars heading to the NCAA Regionals for a seventh straight season. Congratulations. They'll compete Saturday in Minneapolis, Minnesota at 7 Eastern. The top two teams among six in each regional qualify for nationals. Also, Mackenzie Halliday, the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Year. Very nice. Future guest Kalani Satake will be on the show Saturday. Michael Rucker will join us Friday as well. Talk about his game Thursday against LMU. He's 4-0 as a starting pitcher for BYU. That's literally perfect. Regularly literally hitting perfect. with his fastball right around 94-95. Dude's throwing hard. Scouts are noticing. The only problem with this baseball is games. this could be the last season of Michael Rucker at BYU. I don't know what year in school he is, but <sighs> he could get drafted in. See ya! Hey, when enjoy, you're good, enjoy the ride, man. He's a return missionary, right? Yep. He transferred from Gonzaga. Well, 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 Jesse Wade. So there, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There is that potential always, always lurking. BYU, the home of the hopeful RM transfer. Didn't We're ha- watching you, Jesse. <laughs> always with, watching. Didn't happen with Chase Hansen. <laughs> is there more desired transfer than Britton Covey? Riddle me that. <laughs> oh, I tweeted about BYU. Oh, my goodness. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to Mackenzie Halliday, who we just mentioned, the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Year. She has been really, I mean, talk about consistency. She is the pattern of consistency for gymnastics. Throwing McKenna Bull for those same reasons. Uh, let's throw a double, you know, Rise and Shout out to her for okay. Player of the Week as well. With Kyle Collinsworth, less than 100%. Who needs to step up tonight for BYU and the NIT? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Bell underscore four. Not sure where they're going with this. No one. Hashtag triple digit fever equals hashtag triple double fever. Hashtag Air Jordan style. Hashtag Kobe style. Kobe style of late has not been awesome. So I don't know if we want, I don't know if we want that. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at L underscore Moss underscore Micah. Casey needs to step up just like MJ did when he had the flu. It's his last home game. Everyone Bring mentions it. that. He's the greatest ever. Go. Come on. <laughs> Hey, thanks to Roxy Bernstein, McKenna Bull, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Just play like MJ. It's super simple. Audio podcast on <laughs> iTunes. For Jeremy, on Spencer. Shout out to Cooper Ainge. We're back to work tomorrow. Beat!